I'm Corinne Schaefer, and welcome to Create Outside the Box. In this episode, I will be sitting down with dancer, choreographer, and movement artist, Sarah Azell, to share a special behind-the-scenes look at the making of Brooke DeRosa's Alice in Wonderland. If you are interested in watching our interview, please visit our Creative Operations YouTube channel under our playlist, Through the Looking Glass, Behind the Scenes of Brooke DeRosa's Alice in Wonderland. Sarah Azell is a movement artist and choreographer with a professional background in classical ballet. She has danced professionally with St. Petersburg Ballet, Stuttgart Ballet, Bundesjugendballett, and Hamburg Ballet. Looking to expand her own creative work, Sarah has collaborated with numerous productions and festivals in Europe. One of those collaborations has been in her role as an artistic consultant with Creative Operations, lending her artistic voice to project development and serving as a choreographer and assistant director on the Alice in Wonderland videos. We sat down for tea to talk women in the arts, Alice, and Bob Fosse. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for joining today. Thank you so much, Corinne. It's nice to be with you. Nice to have you here. I'm really excited to talk about all of our great memories from putting the videos together. Uh, Our first video, I'm the Mad Hatter. Um, But I'm sure some people might be curious on how we met each other in the first place. It's true. And it was a really beautiful meeting because I was eyeing you up like the whole night and just kind of like, who is this like powerful, focused, driven, gorgeous artist of a woman? And uh, yeah, it was at a gallery. It was at a gallery opening for lady artists. Yes. And it was in Hamburg, maybe three or four years ago, three years ago already. I gosh. Okay. One, two, it was three. It was at least three years ago. And we were both invited to speak, as you remember, and I got to sit next to you. And it was really great. (laughs) No, I mean, it was really great in the sense that we were given this unique opportunity um, as women in the arts to talk about how it is to be women in the arts and how we can support Mm. women in the arts. And what I found so beautiful about the night is that our friendship and our relationship came out of that idea of women supporting women and that we can collaborate together. So um, it was really, really great. And then we were getting together for coffee and was just letting you know some of the projects that I was working with um, my partner for Creative Operations, Sachelle Beck, and just was talking about Alice in Wonderland and if you would possibly have any ideas and somehow we, we roped you into things pretty, pretty quickly. <laughs> Ding. I know you got me right off, right off the bat. I remember with the first time you even brought it up, it was after an opera on tap. Um, it was after this, you know, these performances that you were coordinating and yeah, I was smitten. I was just like Alice in Wonderland opera. Yes. And from there, it just, it's just been really organic, supernatural and, when we started shooting these videos, it was also really nice to enter into your creative world, which has always been super succinct and very clear, which is a gift often when there's direction like this, that where the trajectory is just very sure. And then it's so easy as a collaborator to come into that and just, you know, use what I can do to help that blossom. 
So, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you more about that because for me, um, I don't know. I felt like at instantaneously we spoke the same language. Like you were very quickly in my head and we were speaking the same language. We had the same ideas. And to me, then I could have really like absolute trust and just let you go and trust you as a choreographer, trust you as an assistant director. And if, you know, I was in a scene, for example, that if you said it was good, it was good. Do you always have this intuitive connection or? I feel like um, every collaboration is different based on who I'm working with and also what they want from me and what the end goal is. Mm -hmm. Having the opportunity to work with you because you are so clear right off the bat and also clear with yourself on what you want. Um, I feel like that intuitive coordination was just, you just set the stage for that to be very natural. Well, and, and supported all of that. So we, we've got chemistry, but I, I think it's really about, I think that's possible with any collaboration if things are structured in a way where that can be invited. And if for me as a collaborator, if I'm very, very clear on what my task is or tasks mm -hmm. and, um, you know, basically what we're all striving towards. Yeah. And I was nervous in the beginning because you are such a beautiful dancer, a creative person. You've done choreography for multiple projects um, I've seen some of your your work before we even started um, collaborating on on the Mad Hatter, and then I was feeling guilty coming to you, going, "I would like Bob Fosse," and I felt like, "Oh gosh, he's going to hate me," uh, because I had this very distinctive style in in mind. Was that limiting? Was that helpful? How did you make that your own? I think for me, in the case of what we were working on, it was helpful. Because, of course, I could make something from scratch. I'm able to do this. But that takes a lot of energy and a lot of time. And for you to already have an image that fits with the material and, and a style and kind of an attitude that you're looking for, uh, for me, this was great. You know, I'm, I'm like a little leech. I can just come and just like latch on and suck a little bit and just, you know, turn, you know, turn that blood into something hopefully good. So it, was, it wasn't limiting. Um, I think... Freedom comes from structure, actually. And yeah. I'm, I'm the first person to be like the hippie in the woods with no structure, but really a certain kind of structure is very important to have leeway to be creative. So it was wonderful. Oh, okay. good. Yeah, I was like, oh, memories. But um, speaking of, of structure and freedom, and you spoke about this um, the first night when we met too, your... your deeply held, I don't know if it's a belief or um, a mantra, like everyone can move, everyone can dance and that everybody should be moving and not feeling bad about movement and very inclusive with that. And I've noticed that you take that into your choreography. You don't show up with this very set routine, five, six, seven, eight, move here, um, you really get to know the group or the individual that you're working with and come up with, again, you're collaborating, you have ideas, but you collaborate with that person. So at the end of the day, they feel comfortable 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Norbert felt really nervous going into it, especially with the extremely tight. I mean, we rehearsed in one day, we shot the second day. He had never met you. He was super nervous and you just immediately set him at ease and he just really enjoyed working with you. So go into that, how you work with somebody and create something together. I'm glad I set Norbert at ease. That makes me feel good. Cause of course me walking into the room, I'm also nervous because there's always that unknown factor. So I think more often than not, everyone in a new space that walks in is nervous. And it's just this thing of how can I be the most prepared in what I'm bringing where I can be the most present in the moment with the people I'm working with. So it's this balance. I mean, I know there are other choreographers that also do beautiful work where they really have exactly what they want. It's very set. And then the work is like bringing whoever they're working with into that and bringing them to that level or to that style. And for me, I'm a bit different. And as maybe you noticed, I, I'm really about, um, you know, bringing what I can to support and raise up the performer and hopefully bring out what they can do in a, in the, and like the facet of what we're all trying to work towards. Um, so it's a balance. And again, for me, it's just being able to really be present and to do that. I have to have some things prepared but I also have to have this freedom to let go of all of it. If something different comes, that's better for that person, for that moment. Um, so I think it's just a thing of being present, being open and not being so like egotistically attached to my own ideas in a way, but still uh, cultivating them before I show up mm-hmm. and making sure that I do have material in case something needs to come out. Exactly. Like you were saying, you have the structure and from the structure comes the spontaneity because, um, you know, as we know, sometimes you'll rehearse something in a room, you get to the stage, it doesn't work. And so you have to be flexible to then adapt that. And we found that with almost all of the videos, there were certain things that had to change just because it didn't work in the space or didn't work well on, on film. And oftentimes that's where the real gems come. Yeah, but you're absolutely. Only able to do that if you've got kind of this foundation, because then you don't feel like you are, you know, constantly, constantly floating. Yeah. So how did so how did you um, view the Mad Hatter? How do you view him in general, or sort of in the context of our Alice project? Actually, you could do both. That would be interesting. I mean, in general, I mean, just the kind of basic trope, you know, of this what his name says, just this very spontaneous, you know, you don't know what he's going to do, just a lot of fun and kind of magic and also just zaniness and being also very bizarre. Um, And I loved when I first heard the track, I mean, I fell in love with Norbert's voice. I was just like, Ooh, this is so rich. There were all these like little gems because he's such a singing actor so yes. yeah, it's those things visual what he's doing. He's acting through his voice and, and yeah, I think he's fabulous too, obviously. <laughs> all these nuances. Right. And so hearing that was interesting for me. Cause yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's this mixture of acting and singing, but you hear it 
mm-hmm. and how he's putting things forward. And um, I loved that you actually wanted Fosse because Fosse can get very zany, even though sometimes it can be very aloof. And for me, I always actually loved Fosse. I just had a little bit when I was in high school. And then when I was in my very intense ballet training as a teenager in New York City, we shared studio space with the Fosse Foundation. So they would be coming and they were rehearsing Pippin in, in the building. So I was always hearing Pippin, like the main beautiful trio from Pippin and watching them and just being like, that looks like a lot of fun. Did it you ever like more see- fun than what I'm doing. Yeah. Did you ever see Anne Ryan King? Mm-mm. Okay. Just curious. Add it to the list. But yeah, so I, I thought it was a wonderful um, way to approach the Hatter. Like an interesting, a little bit juxtaposed, but still very much fitting the music, fitting the way that Norbert is putting the music forth. And then just also a fun way to play with the character, also with the hats. Yeah. Yeah, we, I, I wanted to have not, I mean, we always have the large hatter hat and I just wanted to do something different. And so, um, then the idea of Fosse, of course, Fosse has the bowler hat. So there had to be this use of the switching of the bowler hat with the crazy top hat that, that was created as of course his favorite hat, but you know, as a hat maker, he's going to have a lot of fabulous hats. Um, but I really wanted the, yeah, the, the Fosse with the bowler hat playing with that. And also I think, um, even if it's a family friendly or children's story, I mean, I think Alice in Wonderland is a story for all ages, but you can't have light without darkness. So I really like that you have maybe the Hatter with all these bright colors, but there's this edginess or a little bit of charm Mm. or uh, sensuality that comes through with the sweetness of the tea and cakes and scones. We did make him a little bit edgy. Like by the end he was losing it. And I liked that. I remember we were like, should we fix his makeup? And you were like, no, it's perfect. He's losing it by the end. Too many cookies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should have this kind of undone quality. And you choreographed that in because there was the more structured, but then there would be these, these mad moments that you had choreographed in where he's just gone insane. He can't, like a, like a teak pot on the stove, he can't keep it in anymore. He starts, mm. and I, I really liked that because that to me wasn't so much, um, you know, a Fosse thing. That was just the Mad Hatter's insanity coming, coming through. Yeah, that's true. That was definitely not Fosse. The spasming, all those choreographed spasms. I really enjoyed those too. And actually from what I remember, like Norbert was really good with the structured things, but we had to really work through as a team was finding his version of spasm. Cause yeah. you know, one person's spasm is different than the next. And, and it was, I'm glad that we found our happy medium yeah. with the Mad Hatter freaking out. Cause I also enjoyed that part the most out of all of it, you know, and we were in this park. Right. And I just remember like a lot of things kind of flying and being like, now run to the tree and jump and go down the ground and roll. And, you know, it was just really um, like, a, like a adventure movie, like action. Oh, and he was such yeah. a trooper. I mean, redoing that se- sequence over and over right. again. <laughs> He's a class act and just yeah gave it 110%. And mm-hmm. yeah, so, so what was your favorite moment from the day? From the day? Um, I mean, I we learned a lot of, 
we got a lot into that day. I think I had a lot of favorite moments just peppered throughout. I mean, as when you're doing something this special, I would say like, like cleaning the park bench and putting my grandmother's uh, quilts on it. That was fun. I mean, just like these really quirky things or like arranging the scones or like when Norbert, uh, we started to do this improvisation on the swing, Mm -hmm. on the tire swing. This was hilarious because he was just, he just had his little buns sticking out and it was just, I mean, there was a lot of moments throughout the day. Yeah, it was really, um, it was such a special day, like going through it. It was a little stressful because it was the first video. Um, it was a lot. There was a lot. First video. It was an ambitious first video. (laughs) Um, uh, but you know, we were working around Hamburg weather and, you know, people who were being generous and, and donating their, you know, time and talent to, to the project. So you're working around all of those things. And, uh, we learned a lot in that video, but it's still, um, such a wonderful memory. And I'm just, I, I owe it to your work and Norbert's performance. It was just, um, really something special and set off, I think the chain of events for the other videos. Cause it was just this big, exciting start and foundation, um, to keep things rolling from. Well, likewise, Corinne, also you put all of the structure and the base and kind of the blood, sweat and tears to make all of that happen just from the ground up, you know, like you tilled the soil, you put the seeds in there, you like got everyone to come and water the seeds, you know, so it was, it was definitely a team effort for sure. But I'm thinking now how much I would enjoy just sitting in a park with you and Norbert and the rest of the team and all of us just kind of dressed up like drinking tea. Like it's some kind of memory, you know what I mean? Like of just relaxing in that state because it was just such a funny state to be in, but we were so focused and had such a time constraint, of course, that like we were really just in it, but like very fun. Oh, well, it was a lot of good memories. Hopefully there'll be more memories to make in the future, yeah. um, moving forward with everything. And thank you so much for taking the time to go down memory lane and join me for... A little little tea time talk. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> clink, clink. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, my dear. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Create Outside the Box. Please follow us on Spotify or Buzzsprout and subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch our interviews. For more information about Creative Operations and Brooke DeRosa's Alice in Wonderland, please visit www.creative-operations.org.